0: Sixth Sense by Chris Bojalian. Friends said she should put her dog to sleep. He was old and ill, and now he was acting strangely. When Hollywood is looking for the next wonder dog, they probably won't cast Bullet from Long Island in New York. Bullet is a 15-year-old golden retriever whose snout has gone grizzled with age and who moves with the grace and agility of a box turtle waddling across a highway. He has a weak heart and tumours. Even owners who truly love their pets probably would have euthanized Bullet some time ago. Fortunately, Bullet is owned by Pam Sicker, a woman who understands the meaning of friendship and the importance of faith. Pam and her husband, Troy Sicker, live in a modest but immaculately well-maintained single-storey home with chestnut brown shingles and a front walkway bordered by manicured evergreen trees and shrubs. The house is in a quiet residential neighbourhood, not far from the Great South Bay separating Long Island from Fire Island. Pam works at a bar in an upmarket hotel and Troy is an air traffic controller. In April 2000, Pam learned that her beloved bullet had a tumour the size of a pea on his liver. Given the dog's age, Dr Lawrence Kangro recommended that they merely monitor the growth. Pam was devastated. She had lost other pets, but she had developed a special bond with Bullet. He had come into her life as a seven-week-old puppy in a gift basket on her veranda with a red bow round him and a card that asked, Will you be my mummy? For over a decade the dog had, in many ways, been her baby. Pam and Troy had tried to conceive a child for several years and though she'd become pregnant four times, each pregnancy ended in a miscarriage. My whole life was my animals because they said I could never have children, Pam says. She was 41 the year she got the bad news about Bullet. By August, the tumour had mushroomed, and Kangro realised that the sickers faced some hard choices. The concern with liver masses is that they can tear and bleed. There was a big risk of hemorrhaging to death if it ruptured, Kangro recalls but surgery on a golden retriever this old would be hazardous and also cost thousands of dollars. In my experience, maybe one in ten people would go to that extent and that expense for a dog that old, Kangro says. But Pam and Troy were ready to do just that, even if it meant financial hardship. Indeed, the couple would ultimately spend over $7,500 on tests, surgery and post-operative care. My friends and family said I was crazy spending that kind of money, Pam recalls. But Bullet gave me my best years as my friend. How could I not do this for him? Troy and Pam took the dog to their local priest to have him blessed, and on September 1, 2000, a heart specialist and a veterinary surgeon removed the tumour from Bullet's liver. Not only did Bullet survive the surgery, he surprised the vets by waking up hungry from the anaesthesia. He was home with the sickers within days. It was a little miracle, and then about a year later, another one happened. While holidaying at Walt Disney World, of all places, Pam took a home pregnancy test that turned out to be positive. Quite sure that this would be her last chance, Pam did everything she could to keep this baby. She steadily decreased the days she worked throughout autumn and winter until she was down to two evenings a week. Then, following her doctor's instructions, she stopped working completely early in the third trimester. Troy Joseph Sicker was born at 11.32am on April 10, 2002. Eyes the colour of antique blue moonstones and a thick swatch of nutmeg brown hair. Even before Pam brought baby Troy home, she prepared bullet for the new arrival. She had her husband give the dog the baby blanket that the infant had been swaddled in at the hospital, so he would grow comfortable with the new scent. That first evening, Bullet retrieved the blanket from the rumpus room and dragged it to the pair of cushy dog beds in which he sleeps in the kitchen. And any lingering fears Pam had that Bullet might become jealous of the baby were quickly dispelled when they brought him into the house. The baby and the dog bonded right away, Pam says. When the baby cried... Bullet would raise his head to make sure that Troy or I were taking care of him. Around five o'clock on the morning of May 1, two weeks after he was brought home, baby Troy was lying on his back, dozing on the bed in the couple's bedroom surrounded by pillows. His dad was in the shower getting ready to go to work and Pam was in the kitchen warming up a bottle. Suddenly, Bullet was behind her in the kitchen doorway barking and hopping and jumping five and six centimetres off the floor. And then, Pam vividly recalls, he started trying to lead me down the hallway to the bedroom. At first, Pam thought that Bullet had been incontinent and was trying to inform her that he'd had an accident in the bedroom. No hurry. She didn't follow him immediately. She made a detour to the bathroom to ask Troy to double-check the temperature of the bottle. But Bullet grew even more frantic in his efforts to coax her down the hall jumping with increasing frenzy and more energy than she had seen in years. Finally she followed him, moving with the tired gait of a new mother at five in the morning. When she got to the bedroom door she gasped and dropped the bottle she was carrying. There on the bed was little Troy, just where she had left him, but his skin had turned an almost neon shade of blue. His body grew limp and a desperate gurgle emanated from his throat as he struggled to breathe. She pulled the infant from the bed. Please God, don't take my baby, she cried, and raced into the bathroom where her husband was finishing his shower. While Troy flipped the child onto his stomach and started patting his back, trying to dislodge whatever was blocking his windpipe, Pam called for emergency help. A code Delta alert, the highest level respiratory emergency, went out. Within minutes, police were on the scene. And in a stroke of good fortune, Damon Alberts, An advanced emergency medical technician lived just around the corner from the sickers. He and the rest of his crew from an ambulance depot arrived at the house shortly thereafter. The EMTs quickly administered high concentration oxygen to the infant, blowing the air in front of baby Troy's mouth and nose because his head was too small to fit the mask. Within a minute, the blue began to recede from his face and his colour returned to normal. He was breathing again on his own but he was clearly not out of danger. The EMTs rushed him by ambulance to Brookhaven Memorial Hospital Medical Centre. There he stopped breathing once more and had to be resuscitated again. Later that morning, he was transferred to Stony Brook University Hospital's paediatric intensive care unit, where he was diagnosed with pneumonia. He spent four days on a ventilator and received two weeks of antibiotics intravenously to help him fight off the infection. He's going to lead a normal, healthy life, as long as he wears his seatbelt and doesn't drink and drive, says Dr Thomas Biancaniello, the director of paediatric cardiology at Stony Brook, with a smile. Had Bullitt not insisted that Pam drop what she was doing and follow him into the bedroom, however, it might have been otherwise. Dr Mark Salzberg, chief medical officer of Brookhaven Hospital, says, pneumonia is more dangerous in a newborn. Their brains are more vulnerable to oxygen deprivation, since the human brain isn't fully developed until the age of two. Deprived of oxygen for more than a few minutes, a newborn will have brain damage or die. But how did Bullet know the baby was in trouble? Dogs are keen observers of body language, explains Dr Marty Becker, a veterinarian and writer. They spend hour upon hour studying our every movement, listening to the cadence of our breathing, the very beat of our hearts. I can see that dog watch the absence of movement, fail to hear a breath, and know something was wrong. When something is wrong, they immediately go to the leader of the pack for guidance or help. In this case, the leader of Bullet's pack is Pam. And so perhaps the real miracle of this story isn't Bullet's comprehension that his new packmate on the bed was in serious trouble. Rather, the real wonder might be Pam's faith two years ago that her elderly dog still had a few good years left in him. I gave Bullet life and he gave me a life back, she says. For more RD talks, visit readersdigest.com.au. Brought to you by Reader's Digest Australia. Narration by Zoe Mernier. Sound production by Ricky Price.